0: There's nothing like slipping between cool, fresh sheets on a soft bed. You sink in and you feel the stress slip away, right? But what were our beds like 100, 500, or even 1,000 or more years ago? I'm Patti Steele. The real, kind of skeevy meaning of Hit the Hay. Next on the Backstory.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other
2: We're back with the backstory. Pretty much every living thing
0: needs sleep, right? But how we do it and where has drastically changed over the centuries. Some of us are on the picky side. We want a certain temperature, soft sheets, a mattress that's soft but supportive, fluffy pillows. Maybe you want one that can be elevated or stays cool on a hot night. Now, toss those modern-day expectations out the door, and let's head back 10,000 years when hunter-gatherer societies were nomadic. They had to bed down wherever they happened to be. But guess what? They wanted the same things you and I want. A little shut-eye in a soft spot where we could stay warm, dry, and most importantly for them, safe. Now, for them, that amounted to a bowl-shaped pit in the ground that they filled with leaves and grass for a mattress and for blankets, again, leaves and grasses in warmer weather, some of which actually worked as an insect repellent, and animal skins if it was cold. The pit was bowl-shaped so they could curl up in a little ball to preserve body heat. And periodically, they'd burn the whole thing, most likely after the bedding dried out and finally loaded up with bugs, which is a lovely thought. Now, let's move into ancient Egypt around 4,000 years ago. We can thank them for getting the bright idea to elevate beds off the ground. Those table-like platforms were made of wood or bronze, and they kept us off the cold ground, and when it was hot, allowed air to circulate. It also made it tougher for animals like rats and mice, as well as bugs or snakes, to crawl over our faces while we were tucked in. On the other hand, the Egyptians had a weird substitute for our nice, comfy pillows. They used what were called headrests, These were things to prop the head up. They had like a flat base with a concave raised section to fit around your neck. These headrests are seen in artwork, and they were found in Egyptian tombs. They were made of marble, ivory, stone, ceramic, wood, and even glass. Doesn't sound very comfortable. Why did they do that? Well, it propped your head up to allow cool air to circulate around your neck and also to prevent those bugs and other critters from crawling into your mouth, nose, eyes, and ears while you slept. Ooh, sounds cozy, huh? They also believed raising the head up would keep it protected from bad spirits. Now, by two or 3,000 years ago, folks in ancient Rome had an even better idea. Moneyed types slept on raised beds made of metal, but it had a flexible woven metal support system and feather or straw-stuffed mattresses. Less wealthy folks had similar beds made from wood with wool strings holding up the mattress. And most people used wool blankets for covers by that time. By the Middle Ages, beds, at least for the rich, became really lavish and were such a status symbol, owners would greet guests and business associates while in bed, even eating meals there. These heavily carved pieces of furniture with down-stuffed mattresses were so treasured, they were handed down through generations and sometimes represented as much as a third of the value of the entire home. These beds were fitted with linen sheets, wool blankets, and velvet drapes all around. They frequently had pull out trundle beds underneath for kids or servants, and were sometimes so big, six or more people could comfortably sleep together. Weren't big on privacy in those days, I guess. In fact, travelers would often be welcomed into homes, not a lot of hotels back then, and they would even share the family bed. Traveling co-workers and even strangers meeting on the road would often share a bed at an inn. Sleeping communally was totally a thing for these guys. Now, if you were poor in those days, you'd sleep on a hay-stuffed bag on the floor or on a small platform. And get this, before turning in for the night, you would have to beat the mattress to get rid of all the nesting bugs and mice. And that is the origin of the term, hit the hay. Gives it a whole new meaning. As a sidebar during the Renaissance, Most beds were fairly short. Why? Well, yeah, people were not only shorter then, but they regularly slept kind of propped up, leaning back against a mound of pillows. They believed it protected you from breathing the crummy air that hovered over your body at night. They called it noxious air. It wasn't until the 1700s that cotton replaced the bug-filled hay or down as mattress stuffing. And that's also when servants and kids stopped sleeping on the floor nearby the parents' bed. So that is when the bedroom began to get a little more private. By the late 1800s, we saw the arrival of metal bed springs to support the mattress. On the upside, they gave the bed more support and more comfort. But on the downside, they made the bed crazy squeaky every time you tossed and turned or got a little frisky. The 20th century and on into our moment in time has seen the arrival of waterbeds, which kind of faded out, and we have bedding invented by NASA, memory foam, which was created by researchers looking to cushion astronauts during flights. We also have air-filled mattresses, mattresses that can track your sleep, and soon, mattresses that can detect illness. We spend one-third of our lives sleeping, so our beds have been a huge presence in our lives for thousands of years. Historians say Winston Churchill ran a lot of World War II sitting in bed with a glass of whiskey and a big cigar surrounded by papers, dispatches, and visitors. Our beds are our place for sleep and sex, but we also talk, think, pray or meditate, recover from illness, and even eat some meals in bed. Nothing like breakfast in bed. Women have given birth in beds, and we generally end our lives in bed. It is our refuge. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia, Premier Networks, the Elvis Duran Group, and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our writer, Jake Kushner. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Feel free to reach out to me with comments and even story suggestions on Instagram at Real Patty Steele and on Facebook at Patty Steele. Thanks for listening to The Backstory with Patty Steele, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know.
1: Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
0: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya, and Mexico – and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.